0: Love, talk,
1: radio. We are the UR Tennis Network. Our mission is to be the voice of tennis. We enlist a team of passionate enthusiasts to promote our sport. We strive to bring interesting perspectives on the many spins of tennis. Our goal is to provide the learners of our sport with current news and information from many angles. We seek active participation from communities interested in tennis, but tennis is not interested in them. We are expanding our outreach. Tennis is a true lifetime sport that needs to be talked about, and the UR Tennis Network pledges to pursue this idea relentlessly.
0: Good afternoon, Tennis fans, welcome to the Yellow Ball Network, where you'll find all your tennis news. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings with our mentors. Tennis is a wonderful sport which can be the best you through life's journey, and our mentors can provide the roadmap for your journey. Each week, I will be interviewing those tennis coaches who have. Paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches. They have authored books and papers on tennis and continue to give back today. Who are these mentors? Well, you will hear them each Thursday. On the first Thursday, you will hear Alan Fox. On the second Thursday, Chuck Reese. On the third Thursday, Dr. John Murray. On the fourth Thursday, is Scott Williams, and on the fifth Thursday, when that happens, well, stay tuned, and you'll see who joins our mentors that week. I would like to thank the Yellow Ball Network CEO, J.P. Webber, for hosting our tennis network, and if you're not following We Coach Tennis on Facebook, you are missing out on the useful information. I should also mention our original CEO, uh, Jason Haynes, uh, unfortunately we had bad news uh, this week, Uh, his son Seath was hit by a car and uh, in very serious, serious uh, condition, although I did get information uh, today that he went through another successful operation and he's think he's on his way to a recovery, so stay tuned on our Facebook sites, uh, John uh, Denise or FHSTCA.org, and we'll try to keep you abreast of that. The nice thing about blog talk radio is that if you can't tune in live, say on Tuesdays, the Lisa Stoner or Parinanases or to today's guest, Chuck Reese and his American Tennis on Wednesdays, you can listen at any time you choose. That's the beauty of Block Talk Radio. And because I believe Dr. King, when he said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter, each Thursday I will add my personal views on North American Tennis, And naturally, you will hear my biased views that the tennis journey should be going through our high schools. And high school tennis should not be an after-school activity, but should be an after-school sport. The Almighty willing, you will also be able to continue reading my views in Florida Tennis Magazine. By the way, they are now just coming out with their 25th. Uh, year edition. I think it's out uh, today. It should be out uh, today and we should have it up on our uh, website uh, this coming uh, week. Uh, And uh, of course it'll be at your uh, pro shop. So uh, 25th years. And as I have previously expressed to you, if you disagree with any of my comments, please email me at coach Denise at That's Coach Denise D A N I S E at att Who knows? I may even share your views uh, on the uh, broadcast or in uh, the following issue of Florida Tennis Magazine. Because your views are important. Uh, if you look at Proverbs 29:18, it reminds us where there is no vision that people will perish. And this is what we hopefully are uh, about. So this is what we try to do on this network. Besides Florida Tennis Magazine, I want to thank Wilson Tennis over 100 years in sports. Um, I must admit, I've seen uh, over two-thirds of that and enjoyed it. District 15, NJTL, now in their 20th year of providing tennis program. Flagler Insurance, who understands that our future leaders are now in high school. And, of course, Team Connections, the reason, one of the reasons our all-star uh, players, uh, at the end of the season, look so good in the coaches because Team Connection Tennis is the clodier of the FHS-DCA, and as they like to remind us, tennis fuels life. We had an interesting uh, month in January, and I think today's show um, fits right into it because during uh, January we had... Um, we went to uh, Debbie Landig in Texas that talked about uh, playing uh, high school, the only girl on a boys' high school team, going to college, uh, playing uh, in Europe, the lack of opportunities uh, here. Uh, Tom Farm, uh, outstanding uh, intercollegiate tennis association Hall of Fame inductor, you talked about. Uh, challenges in college tennis and what's happening to college uh, tennis. And um, he actually authors a little green book of tennis now, which he's looking to help high school tennis, and God knows we need it, so we appreciate that. And going back to that little green book of tennis, if I may, he talks about the mentors and uh, Uh, One of them being Dennis Vandermeer and being the Hall of Fame inductees just came out again. Uh, I think it's high time we get Dennis Vandermeer in there next year. Uh, It's a shame that we wait until these people retired or too late before we indict them in. But we also uh, had uh, uh, Ashley Hobson, who I was blessed to uh, meet. Uh, while at inspiration academy uh with coach Chuck greasy and uh, uh who I believe some of the top coaches uh, in the uh, uh country and discussing the problems of north american uh tennis and his discussion he talked about the mentoring program that the uh, the French association used. and of course, the question came up is why can't the USTA can do it? Why aren't we doing this in each section? And he volunteered to, uh, at his camp, uh, to mentor high school uh, uh, coaches, which I thought was really blessing, and we will give you more information on that coming up. I did get some response on that, surprisingly, and uh, one of uh, the people that run run a good camp says, you know, the the only fear he has is that the USTA uh might not take responsibilities. That's something they should be doing. Uh I respectfully uh disagree uh there. I, I think uh ideas and programs uh, really come from the bottom up on any organization and not from the top down and uh and I would remind you that many of us are USTA members, and I sat on the USTA board for eight years. And, um, you know, some of the ideas that I put up that weren't good ideas and some of them that um, I rejected, uh, my votes didn't count, but you have to stand up and uh, be heard. And I see that I'm uh, blessed that today's guest, I don't think need much introduction, but let me introduce him anyway. Chuck, are you there?
1: Hey, John, how are you today?
0: I'm blessed, and I was just telling the people that on the second uh, Tuesday, uh, you will be our mentor that will be uh, sharing uh, his blessings with uh, every uh, second Thursday, and I really appreciate that. And I I think most of the people uh, know who you are, but I think for those few that don't know, uh, you know, a four-time national coach of the year uh, recipient, uh, coached, uh, well, he's coached for over forty-six years, and I think about thirty-five or thirty-six of them were in uh, college uh, tennis. The winningest coach in the ACC. history uh, somebody that i 've been blessed to uh, be able to call a mentor and uh, uh, i you 've heard me uh, talk about it just about every uh, week on the broadcast but and especially if you 're a young coach and you 're not reading coach and <coughs> tennis, uh, one of his books then uh, shame on you but uh, in two thousand and eight uh, And if I have time at the end of the show, I might get personal and tell you a personal story. My wife, who loves uh, Coach Chuck Reese, almost had a heart attack in Hill and Head when uh, in 2008 he made his move to uh, 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 Bangkok and Thailand. And uh, we're blessed that he's returned and uh, at the Citadel now. But the discussion in January was always about what's happened in North American tennis and what's happened in American tennis, and who better than the Hall of Fame coach, Chuck Greasy, to sit there and address the question as uh, why, uh, you know, what do we do for the underachieving uh, tennis in the USA? What are some of the solutions? And uh, I think they go through – the The whole thing, I mean, uh, from college on, uh, I don't know where you want to start, Coach. Would you like to start? And then I will uh, interject, um, well, I won't interject because your thoughts are what the people want to listen to, but I might ask you uh, some specific areas.
1: Sure, John, John, and thank you very much. I think before we do anything, every listener out there, please get on your knees tonight and – ask for God to bless Jason Haynes' son and his family so that um, um, I, you heard that his son is coming through the operation. All right, Uh, John, I heard some different stories. I, I heard Uh, he might be paralyzed. I heard different things, but it's just the worst nightmare ever for any of us that are parents and have children we would rather uh, anything happen to us than one of our children. And uh, many, many blessings. Uh, we, we just need to ask for God's grace and, and his mercy here and that He's be spared uh, some of the, you know, I mean, it's it's just un- unthinkable. And uh, while we're on it, uh, Coach Tim Siegel out in uh, Texas Tech, the same thing happened to his son, Luke. I don't know what this statuses there on his son as well but uh in our tennis community uh we should first understand that our tennis community is uh all of us and uh whatever facet we're at whether we're playing league tennis or college coaching or if you're a pro player or a teaching pro or whatever the sport of tennis is what is uh brought us together or into this arena and um uh, you know, our first thing is is how we stay together and honor our sport. If we honor our sport, the sport will honor us. It's it's that simple. And this will um, lead into some of the of my belief and my philosophy that I'm going to talk about, and where we can and maybe should go uh, with, with tennis. Um, we. I wanted to say our first job and our first duty is to honor the sport and to protect the sport and to not seek what we can get out of it and and to seek it for our own uh, and to try to use it for our own benefits and things. It's a fantastic thing. And, And, John, I'm not going to go into the history, but without tennis, I, I uh, My life would be tremendously different, and, and yours would too, and the people out there listening, and that's why we want our children in this sport, and that's why we want to promote this sport in every way we can. And uh, we I think we – I wanted to start out just by saying we get this wrong a lot. We, we see this great sport of tennis, and uh, automatically with – we think, hey, what what can we get out of it? and And I think that's the just the most important uh, fallacy to acknowledge the acknowledgement that, that that is wrong. and that we have to go about it in a different, different way completely. Um, this sport has been around one hundred and forty four years now, I believe uh, here in the states, one hundred and forty four years. Those traditions, those hair the heritage, Is something that is precious and all of us should know a lot about and all of us uh, should strive to preserve it and to honor it and respect it and teach it and mentor it to other people. Every child who comes up through tennis should know about the game of tennis and and the history and and our great champions and everything. And in doing so, the children uh, and all of us would have a much higher calling to uh, want to do more with it to preserve it and to honor it and we would be inspired with family heritage you know my uh, my mom and dad used to say never bring shame on the family name I tell children in my camps I said sportsmanship is very very simple never bring shame on the game or your family name forget all of the 48 rules and, and, you know, all this stuff, but it's real simple. Never bring shame on the game or your family name, and it's that simple. So with that, the protecting of our traditions and our heritages only come when people know what they are, and they have to know about our game. So part of the thing that we are trying to do, John, and you're aware of this, is, uh, number one, the meetings with Ashley Hobson that I have had and some of the great coaches that we have met with in trying to set up, uh, I hate to say an organization, what we're trying to do, but we're going to come forward here sometime in this next year and um, put some things forward. But it all starts with the history and the heritage of the game. And it's more than window dressing. It has to go much deeper. And in going deeper, the people who are participants in the game, at every level, at every level, will do what they can to uh, help it prosper. And you said it earlier, John, in in your opening remarks, that bottom-up is how everything should grow. And I think in our last election, this was shown, that the people spoke, the people stand up, speak out. And now, people who don't like what's happening, they're standing up and speaking out. And how much um, how much goes on from the top down, how it relates is is uh, the thing that we we need to get right. And we need organizations. Yeah, we need the USDA, the ITA, the NCA conference, and all of these organizations are good, if. We remember that the bureaucracy should not run the people. The people should run the bureaucracy. Our government should be run by the people. Tennis should be run by the people. It should not be run. Who owns tennis, I guess I would put that question out there. Who really owns tennis? Does the USTA own tennis? Does the ITA own college tennis? And uh, I'm not going to answer... But, you know, most of us are very disappointed about what's been going on, and it's not because of the people in these organizations. It's because we have allowed the bureaucracies to dictate to us instead of us to dictate to the bureaucracies. My opening, so that's my opening um, platform, John, but I'd like to state the facts so people understand what I'm talking about. And the proof, I've had many a boss that says when you have a bad year, hey, uh, coach the proofs in the pudding, and that's an old thing about coaches if you win, it doesn't matter what you do if you lose, it doesn't matter what you do and that's that's pretty uh I had a co- uh boss one time that said, Hey, just and he was teasing, but sort of not he said, remember coach Creasy, I'm with you, winner tie buddy <laughs> and, and it, it's really and, and it it really it really is like that, you know whatever you say, you know uh Winter tie. I mean, in the the sports themselves, uh, we are in them, and we know this from the onset that excellence only comes through the risk of laying everything on the line, and the risk is the big word. But the proof is in the pudding. Let's state the facts. In the United States, far we're talking about U.S. tennis now. I don't. Look, we should be a sovereign nation of tennis if we're talking about the United States in the competition and the entity of the United States tennis. But the facts are, no USA champion in the men's side since 2002. I believe that's 16 years, 64 tries, zero. If you take out Andy Roddick, I think, who was before that? What year did Agassi win? Was that 2090? I forget that year, and Sampras won in his last shot. So it's been it basically 64 tries, no U.S. champions. Now, John, take if you take the Williams sisters out on the women's side, take the Williams sisters out. We haven't had a champion, what, Lindsay Davenport? Is that 25 years ago? That's 100 tries, and the Williamses are the only ones, the only the only women that we've had champions. So on the pro side, I think, People would agree that is not up to the standard of the United States of America. Now let's look at college. College, which I am so passionate about and so much in, I have always recognized and everybody else recognizes that college is the kingpin. And college is the momentum maker, momentum taker, momentum breaker for all of the United States tennis. Because any kid who wants to play high school wants to go to college and play tennis and from college none of our kids we're not like spain and these european countries where the kids get on a train at age 15 and for three years they travel all over europe and play pro tennis and play every weekend play every weekend in club pro tennis leagues and all this and by the time they're 18 they're already seasoned veterans we have our little uh immature uh leave it to beaver barney and uh, you know Beaver Cleaver and Wally Cleaver kids. We have our kids are out there in fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen year olds. Yeah, they try to get in some of the better things, but they're out there playing high school tennis and things. The majority. And I'm going to come. I'm going to explain too that we have had great success. I need to. I will put that in that we've had great junior success, but the point of the matter is. Our kids look at college as the end all do all. That's the one that that's we need that stepping stone also if we're gonna have professionals, John. And Is that still so
0: though, face- coach, I mean I heard I've heard in the last month and I've seen uh, on Facebook of people telling don't let your kid go to college. I used to hear that Well, uh, the school if you're gonna yeah, go to yeah, college. Yeah. You- well, no more. The, the,
1: the point is, is it is not a fact. You're, you're exactly right. Right now, in 1986, we had 41 of the top 100 players in the world were USA-born youngsters who went to college and played tennis, and then they made top 100 in the world. Well, guess what? Today we have three. Now, but I'll give you another way of looking at this. Every year, American college kids are top 100 kids. They get our top 100 kids. So after 10 years, that's a 1,000 kids, isn't it? 1,000 kids in the next 10 years. are top 1,000 talents in on both the men and the women's side, I'm talking just the men now, on the men's side, the top 1,000, there's just a handful that made it into the top 100. So college... College tennis is not a training ground anymore. It's awful. It's awful what's happened. And if you look at the women's side, any of you, go look at the women's professionals and try to find the last college girl that went to college and was able to make the top 50 or something. I mean, who was it? Uh, uh, You know, uh, was, I don't know, Gretchen Rush, was it, from Florida Uh, I mean, we had Falcone, the girl Falcone, she was from Georgia Tech recently, and the Nicole Gibbs girl from USC has been in and out of there. But we have done terrible on the women's side. So, the, you know, the proof in the pudding there that if, you, if you're really a top player, if you were the Taylor Fritz's and the Francis Tiafos and all the, the, the Tommy Pauls and these players, you're not going to go to college. Because college, is the, that's the end all of your career. That is the, that's the dying place for your career. So pros are doing bad. College is doing bad. Junior tennis, we've won a lot of junior Grand Slams recently, and hats off to the training that's going on in the USTA for those kids and the opportunities they're getting. But I want to make a point about this. We've won a lot of Grand Slams and had some great juniors. But where we're dying on the vine is about age 16, 17, 18. Most of the kids put a governor on their engine, and they start putting on the brakes, and they don't really pursue what they need to as far as going to the next level because college is like the end-all, do-all for most juniors. Let's go to high school, high school tennis. When is the last time? that any college coach out there went to your local high school tennis match and said, I want to watch this kid uh, play at a high school tennis match. I'm just here to say that 36 years of coaching, I've only been to one high school tennis match. Many it's back in the early 1980s because that's not where you find the top recruits. You go to tournament tennis to find your top recruits. You find more of them in a higher level of competition in a higher level of play at the tournaments. So there's something going on in high school that would probably needs to be discussed. And you said it, John, uh, we really do have an after-school activity in our high school tennis. It is not a vigorous varsity sport. And now the sad thing about it is that if you look at every other sport, I went to a high school wrestling tournament. Lower state, South Carolina's State High School Wrestling Tournament last night with my son. He's in wrestling. He does baseball and wrestling. And I've got him playing tennis, but baseball and wrestling right now is what he likes. Well, it was something else. But there was a couple college coaches there checking this out. And the point being also is that the level of competition was through the roof. As it is in high school basketball or as it is in high school baseball, as it is in football, and I don't know why, tennis has been demoted and diluted and polluted and changed into an after-school activity. Part of it may be the fact that they've made it a no-cut program, but I would like to say that it's more, the format is not a format, when you play dual-match competition, it is not a format for developing talent. All right, now we can go to junior tennis, before high school tennis, young people tennis. Well, in the whole state of South Carolina, this new green ball rollout that they had, and they sold thousands and millions of these green (coughs) balls, yellow balls, orange balls. In the whole state of South Carolina, I went to a meeting in December. John, they brought out that they only have 40 kids in the whole state of South Carolina signed up for green ball tennis, 40 that's ridiculous. You'd want 40 at your club. You want 40 at one club, but in the whole state. So we have a problem. We have a problem. But I wanted to see where where you wanted to go with this. But I did want to bring up number one: why I think we have a problem, and then also talk about the solutions. But is there anything that you don't agree with there? Where am I? Where am I wrong? Are any of your callers, people that call in, where am I wrong here? Anything? No, I don't
0: I don't think you're wrong. I think, and in, um, in like I stated at the beginning of the show, I don't mean to be over critical of the USTA. I sat on the USTA Florida board for a years. Uh, some of the things, stupid things that were done <laughs> were my idea. But the point but uh, I hear is people saying, well, that belongs to the USTA or this mentoring idea. I think this is a fantastic idea, school coaches. And Bye. I had a couple people that run good camps and saying, but that's something the USTA does, and if we do it, they're never going to get aboard board. And that's why well, I say, it, from the bottom up, uh, we had sure. an all star. You talked about college coaches. Our first all star event at the end of the season. We had college coaches uh, there. A couple of people were given offers uh, there. The next year, the USDA puts a, uh, a tournament that designated the same weekend. Well, if you're a college coach, <laughs> <laughs> are
1: you
0: a going suggestion? to
1: designate it? Could I make a suggestion? Could we say we dislike the USDA very, very, very much, but we like all the people that work there? Would that be possible? It's like saying we like some of the U.S. senators and some of the people in government. We don't like government squelching us. Now, the point, my point is this, is that the USDA, when people say, oh, I'm afraid to talk about the USDA. I'm not. They do a stinking job right now. I mean, they're doing a stinking job. And who is that? Well, is it the president? No, he's probably a nice guy, or she's a nice lady. Okay, is it his board? No. Look, I've got some of my former players that are coaches that are fantastic. But I'm just saying bureaucracies do not work. In your comment, top-down management does not work. It's like the government now. So here is my, my reasoning why we're doing such, we're underachieving in tennis in the United States. It's because the philosophy that makes excellence that they are using for for excellence is wrong. It is wrong. They are using a top-down. We're in control. We'll fix it. We'll tell you how to do it. If I hear about the magic pathway one more time about the <laughs> pathway, you got to take our pathway. Well, you know I don't look. It needs to be an expressway. It needs to be a highway. It needs to be something that's an innovation from each and every person that is in the tennis industry, the tennis world, the tennis, high school tennis, junior professional tennis. And first it goes back to people being inspired about this sport and wanting to contribute to this sport. But every time the USTA comes up like Big Brother and they use coercive leadership, coercive leadership means I know well you don't. I'm going to take care of this. We, we're going to do it for you, whether it's government, whether it's uh, any anybody who is a coercive boss will never get loyal following. Basically, you need, instead of coercive leadership, you, persuasive is okay. That's what they used to do. They used to try to persuade you to use the green balls, for example, with the play and stay program, or they had uh, I forget what the heck, the small court programs. They tried to use yeah. persuasion, and a guy actually told me, well, it wasn't working fast enough, so we had to put the rules in for 10 and under 10 us and make, make a whole different. I go, whoa, at that point, I'm just saying, well, that's a different. That, that is a socialist approach as opposed to a capitalist approach. And there is maybe where your problem is. I really believe it's the problem of not understanding about your comment, John. Bottom up is where excellence comes from. You must incentivize people who love the sport, who believe in the sport. And when you incentivize the people, then Katie, bar the door. Innovation happens. And it's, it's the same approach Going on for whatever in our government right now, um, the the um, locks that have uh, that have kept innovation down are being taken off right now. No matter what anybody says, there is a new vigor in the United States of America. Our educational system will be different, and many many things will be different because freedom has been restored to our country. The same thing has to happen in the USTA. And I hate the Folks, look, I, I don't want to be political. I'll lose half of you out there. But, but we need some great leadership in the USTA that inspires us, that will, where people say, look, I've, I've got to go to bat for tennis. I've got to battle for tennis. Now, so the philosophy of what makes excellence is, is wrong. And, and an example of this is how USTA, any of the USTA uh, things I've been in, they, they believe that participation will breed excellence, John. The participation never breeds excellence. Excellence will always breed participation. And uh, how do you get excellence? You get excellence by individual innovation. By, uh, and I, for the life of me, do not understand why these learned people that we have in the USTA, the ITA, the ITA is squashing college tennis right now. The proof's in the pudding. If we had a bunch, of, if we had a great, I, I'm sick to death about what's happening to our college players. The amount of talent that is being, that is dying off is frightening. The amount of talent that should have, could have, would have been great is frightening, John. So I wanted to go there and say that uh, the reason this is happening is because of the philosophy being wrong. There is a philosophy of socialism instead of capitalism. We do not need programs, and uh, we need incentives. We do not need more methodology we We need to be say we need to be told there's the goal, go get it, and guess what? the hungriest, the most talented, the best they will go get the goal uh you do not do this, you do not inspire by setting up these programs and um what's important and that I... period go ahead to finalize that uh, period, I, I just I... want to say this one thing. Go ahead. We've got to get our people where they work for mastery, John. Mastery, not success. Mastery, not for success. And, um, again, it goes back to them being in love with tennis enough where they, again, honoring the game instead of trying to get the game. The game will only honor you if you do the right things and, and you free people
0: up. So
1: that's a bunch, and that is a bunch.
0: So well, I think you know. I agree with you a hundred percent, and I'm also I, I do think that you know too often, and it might be my generation's fault that we sit there and uh, you know letting people sit there, and you you want to listen to people. And, you know, that is something that wasn't done. That People look for people, the leaders. That, what kills me now is I hear people saying, I love the mentor and uh, idea, and this is something I've heard you talk about, your three-tier mentoring program and how important it is. And when Ashley on the show talked about what they do in France, the question naturally comes in, why, with the money we're making at the U.S. Open, why aren't we using Chuck Reese in one region? And We have enough outstanding people in our different regions that we can mentor in. And to Ashley's point, when he says, I will use my camp to do it, and I hear people telling me I'm getting a lot of response, a lot of people say – John, you're beating a dead horse. The USTA is never going to spend the money on that kind of stuff. Well, they're probably right if they don't do anything, but it has to be done from our level. Being at the meeting we were at and all those coaches that were there were such outstanding coaches, and at first, many of them look into you and you sit there and point it out to them and tell them to speak and everything first. I love that. I love the way you, you know, you gently persuaded them that this isn't about me. This is about you. This is why you're at this meeting. Let's hear what you think. And I, I think the USTA has gotten to a point right now where they don't listen. They don't want to hear what people think if it's not Fitting into their agenda. How do we change that, coach?
1: John, there's a couple things. Okay, the key to power is empowering people who are under you. Power should always be implied. It should never have to be exhibited. Now and you know I've got my one liners and my loaded language. Uh, you know, the the key to look, we need leaders. We need good leaders. I'm not and again, I can dis I can hate you. USTA needs to get out of our lives. They need to get USTA get out of our tennis lives. Would you put opportunities out there? But get the heck out of our tennis lives. Because it does not inspire us. It does not make us loyal. It does not make us stay up at night and wonder how to teach a kid better when we have to use the patented USTA method. Because that does not inspire. So the point is, is that we can dislike, and I absolutely dislike the USTA. The ITA is crippling, as crippled, crippling college tennis. They are nothing more than a, a uh, union. They are a lobbyist group. Why they have any power, I have, well, I know exactly why. It's too long of a thing, but the point is, These are a lot of good people, but their thinking is wrong. They do not understand the very simple basic of motivation is that motivation does not have anything to do what the the leader, the coach, the teacher, it has everything to do with how they lead those under them who want to do things on their own and and until a person does things on their own they don't own their successes and they don't either own their failure so they never know success and they never know failure they don't never know the thrill of victory or the pain of of losing and both are very very important we we, we have to allow people to uh, uh, we've got to get these bureaucracies to to just chill out and get the heck out of our lives. They should be managing opportunities. Do you hear me, USTA, ITA? Please just manage opportunities to get the heck out of our tennis lives. Now, John, the mentoring, there's a couple things that you brought up that are that are critical here. Number 1, the mentoring. Mentoring only works if it gives response. there's responsibility to all uh, all levels. In other words, I do not be, I, I do not believe, nor nor uh, will I ever believe that two tier mentoring programs work. This is like welfare. You one person helps out another person, and eventually you make a pigeon out of the person instead of an eagle that you're helping out, and it grinds down the person that is doing the helping. What you need is three tier mentoring, where everyone does have someone above them that helps them, but in return everyone has someone under themselves that they have to help. the third the third tier is the tier of accountability. The, re- the responsibility comes from from one person to another who you' you're helping below you. but the tier of accountability is the most important for people to learn how to grow. and the tier of accountability comes with your own peer group and you're getting close enough to your peer group to where you actually give them permission to call you out when you need to be, to hold you accountable to a higher standard, and to be the the true eyes of what actually is happening. So everybody has someone above, everyone has someone below, everybody has their peer level. So any teachers out there, if you can instill this in your classrooms or if you can put this in your teaching antennas, this is how people grow through mentoring. It, it is a fantastic way to uh, to pass things on. Um, I wanted to point out that what we need is innovation. We need energy. Folks out there, we need all of you to, I hate to say rise up. I'm not trying to cause a rebellion, but we need everybody out there who say I am a part of the tennis world. I don't care if you play once a week in your three point five league and that's all you do, you're part of the tennis world. But we need every youngster, every teacher, every coach, every three point five player, every grandma or grandpa that helps a youngster play. You are part of the tennis world. And you are part of the you are part of the the those that need to rise up and say, look, I have a responsibility to this sport. You don't have any responsibility those those daggone bureaucracies. Those, those bureaucracies don't have – don't be afraid either. John, it's ridiculous in college coaching right now. So I try to get older coaches fired up because they're wise, and most of them are saying, ah, I'm just too tired. I don't want to get involved. So the old ones just get tired and sort of – right off in the sunset, the young coaches, you young guys out there and young gals who are coaching, shame on you if you just say, I just want to fit in, I don't want to make waves, I'm just glad to be in the ballgame. No, you better stand up and speak out, or guess what? You're never going to have the guts to do it later if you don't do it now. Unfortunately, the people in the middle, the people in the middle, you 35s to 45s to 50-year-olds, a lot of you, May have the golden handcuffs on You might have a nice job At that club Or a nice paying college coaching job And you're just saying I just want things to work out I keep it rolling I got a job I'm not going to make waves Beware of the golden handcuffs Because you 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 end up in jail And you never will get the governor Off of your engine So John we, We really need to get a movement going where there's a vehicle to stand up and speak out against, I hate to say against the USDA and ITA, but we absolutely need a vehicle to stand up and speak out because it's awful. I mean, look, look, if they if they turn this thing around, and we've got a great group of juniors coming up, don't we, though? The Taylor Fritz's and the Francis oh, yeah. uh, Tiafos. And these, these kids are unbelievable. And the women's side, too. And hats off to the coaches, the USTA that train them, the American coach. We've got some of the foreign coaches in our coaching. Hey, guys, thanks for loaning us your efforts and energy. And we paid you well for it. But I know down deep that you don't care as much about our American college kids as you do your own country. and And you know that's okay. That's the way it should be. <laughs> but. But we have some great kids coming up in our junior ranks, and I'm, I'm hoping in the next four or five years these will be great role models for our kids like a Tiger Woods was. Excellence breeds participation. Tiger Woods got all of these young golfers, Jordan Spieths and, and uh, Daniel Burgers and everybody. And they got them all fired up for golf. Excellence bred participation. I'm hoping that's what happens with this group coming up, and we'll see in the next four or five years. But my fear is that the uh, the regu- over regulation and the da- top down management. We have a lot of n- number two people running the show, and again, number ones will hire ones. Number two people hire number threes and fours, and uh, I we don't. I, I don't I don't see Anything that is inspiring me right now, I, I'm not. I'm not that fired up. Other than the independent coaches out there that have been doing it for so long. Uh, gosh, I mean, I see the Wayne Bryans. I see. I, I'm so ex- excited about some of the independent coaches who independently are bringing kids along. But we've got to take their handcuffs off, and the and, uh, USTA just needs to get the heck out of our tennis lives. John, I've said a lot. The only other idea I've got is we've got to talk about rural tennis somehow. We need rural tennis to kick in. It's not urban tennis. You know, rural tennis wants to – those kids want to stand up. They want to stand out and get out usually. We've been pumping all our money into urban tennis. It's not where it's at. Urban tennis is not where it's at. Those kids want to fit in. Does not inspire a lot of those inner city kids. Listen, I know from experience there's some good ones there. And they should have opportunities, but it's really in towns less than 50,000 people, John, and it's in high school tennis. Our high school coaches have to get it rolling, guys. Come on. Play tournament tennis. I think tennis, to get go to rolling. your
0: point about the rural tennis and urban tennis, I think these urban kids understand the opportunities because, unfortunately, this is what been, they've been taught. But the opportunities are there in baseball, it's there in soccer, they're there in football, they're there in the other sports where thousands of people are, have an opportunity to make money. And in tennis, because we're not distributing the wealth properly, There's only, you know, there's less than 100 on the men's side and on the women's side. And when you're sitting there in the cities and these people are looking to escape, they know where the train that's going to take them out there, and it is in tennis. So I agree with you. We probably have been putting our emphasis in the wrong place. And in fairness to the USDA, at one time I voted to... uh, yeah you know, put the emphasis in there too, so we just have to continuously talk and think I think
1: well, I think okay over seventy five percent of our professional athletes come from cities under fifty thousand people. Those kids in the small towns need uh need indi- individuals th- and you see many many places uh there's a little town in south carolina uh St George, South Carolina. And uh, a lady in there has tennis rolling in the small community. She went in and got the courts fixed up and got kids playing, and kids are fired up. And, and listen, uh, John, the money isn't the thing that motivates either. Again, kids will be inspired because of the sport if it's brought to them in the right way. And, but not we, if we, we change to, the sport did, weekly,
0: it's not going to happen. I respectfully disagree, yeah, with you. What we change in we, the sport, they don't know. There's nothing to inspire them. There is no challenge. Well, no, 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 John, 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 i got to disagree with you. It's not Go the ahead. money.
1: It is not the money. I never, I mean, never in my life, and I was 23 years old before I ever thought I would make a penny out of tennis. And and uh, it was listen I played it for I started when I was 13 years old. We're trying to get a program going called Small Town Tennis USA. If anybody's interested in knowing about Small Town Tennis USA, please get a hold of John, Coach John Denise, and or send me uh, dang my email's been down. It's Chuck at CoachCreasy dot com. Chuck at CoachCreasy dot com, and I'm going to have that thing back up here soon. But look me up, uh, my website's net. but send me uh, your ideas. But we've got a thing, Small Town Tennis USA, we're going to crank this thing up and we're going to get it rolling. But that's where the sleepy well, guy is. I,
0: I think that's important, and I'm sure we will. I, I just think that it has to come from us. It, it isn't going to come from yeah, no. the nah. danger uh, of get, and, and, and I think we should be about the USTA. The danger is all the time, what you said, those golden handcuffs, the people that are in it for themselves and not for the team. And it's, if you love the game, you know, the Almighty works in different ways. When I was put on the uh, board at the USTA uh, Florida section, the first thing I did is I checked all the fees for coaching in my area, and I made sure I was 25% higher than anybody else because I didn't want anybody to sit there and think I was taking advantage of my position on the USTA Florida board. Well, guess what? As I got a little older and my body started to disintegrate and I couldn't spend as many hours on the court and everything, the Almighty works in strange ways. It was a blessing because the people that were willing to pay those higher wages, they were less of them. Of course, there was less of them, but truthfully, I was no longer capable of putting those forty, forty-five, fifty hours uh, on the court anymore. So uh, you, you well, get rewarded. If you love the game, and if you want to, uh, you want to make things strong. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I just think people will be inspired from different reasons. Finan- there's financial reward, material reward, association, appreciation, self-improvement, service to others. Those six reasons are the motivating factors. And money and things are only two of those. But service to others, being part of something that's fantastic, association, appreciation given to other people, and that's why we have to make sure we appreciate let people know how much we appreciate their efforts but service to others and self-improvement are big motivating factors kids will do it for self-improvement and then if they learn how to give service to others and stuff my golly they have a lifelong skill but uh, we all are part of the tennis community and and john we we, we have got to stop relying or thinking look it's it's got to be bottom up. It's that simple. All of us have to, have to jump in there and get some things rolling. And, and the USGA can not do it. Guys, USGA, get the heck out of our lives. You know, get the heck out of our tennis lives. ITA, get the heck out of the pair and out of the coaches. Dang it, man, they have botched things up so bad. It's unbelievable. Or else, well, proof's in the pudding. Proof's in the pudding if we're doing better. I'll eat my hat. I mean, I'll say I'm sorry. But, man, oh, man, if this is success, we have we have dropped that bar. We have put that bar down pretty darn low if this is all that we can do in the United States of America. I don't think so. Uh, I don't Coach,
0: we killed an hour on the show, so I'm going to have to wait uh, to another right. month to get there and do this all again. Right. Uh, next week we're uh, going to have Dr. Uh, John uh, Murray on the uh, uh, broadcast. I think you'll find that we're all going a different way. We all believe that tennis can be the vehicle to help us through life's journey, but we're all taking different routes. There's not one route that says this is is going to get you uh You know, to the Holy Land. There's a lot of different ways uh, to get there. So uh, I think the tennis gods shine down on all of us. As long as we respect the game, I agree with Coach Greasy. I do have a a problem with people looking to sit there and say, well, that's the PTR problem or the USTA problem or the USPTA problem. It's all of us. It's all of us. All of us and work together to solve the problem. So tell your friends to get involved. Tell your friends to uh, sit there. Uh, if you go to our website, which is FHSTCA.org, uh, you will be able to find you right from there. You'll be able to go to Coach Chuck Reese's website. You'll be able to go right from there to Florida Tennis uh, Magazine website. You'll be able to go to Alan Fox's website. You'll be able to go to Scott Williams' website. You'll be able, uh, you know, to go to our mentors. We, I, I've been blessed to have this group of mentors that people that are out there and that's done it. And I, and I still believe uh, the dollar is not a bad thing. It's one of the things, that I think the u s t a has to use it better. And I could go to the regions of this, of the USDA in each region, and there is a great mentor in each one of those regions. And those people would be willing to work with coaches under them that are in the game for the love of the game, not for the dollar, but the love. But we do have to think about ways, how do we fund these kind of things? How do we sit there and get them off the ground? Uh, we don't, I, I mean, I'm blessed to have Ashley Hobson that's going to uh, mentor high school coaches. I will give you more information. I'll be going to our Facebook and putting it out. We'll talk about it in uh, future shows before the summer. But it's a great opportunity if a high school coach is looking to do a better job to be able to work with somebody at, like Ashley Hobson and, and at um a place, I think you'll agree with me, uh, both facilities over there are phenomenal. So um, enjoy the week. Uh, thank you for listening again this week. Please go out and tell your friends. Uh, and again, like I said, next week we'll have uh, Dr. John Murray, and on the second Thursday you'll be able to again listen to Chuck, Chuck Reese Thanks. Don't forget to get this issue of Florida Tennis Magazine, and hopefully we'll have the magazine up online pretty soon. So if somebody takes the last issue from the uh, uh, pro shop, you'll be able to have it. Uh, Have a blessed weekend. I look forward to talking with you again next week. Take care now. Bye-bye.